Hello and welcome to another episode of The Partial Historians. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Rad, and to my lovely left is Dr. Greenfield. Welcome, dear listeners. Hey, Dr. G. What? How do you be? Uh, I'm, I'm good, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we are journeying uh, through the history of Rome from the founding of the city. And we're making some progress finally, I feel like. I think we're speeding up. We are a little bit. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> so please join us, dear listeners, as we delve into the Republican rumblings of Rome. Where were we up to last time, Dr. G? Well, we were in a really interesting moment where mm. um, one of the tribunes got into a bit of a beat up with some lictors in the street. Didn't he just? I was yeah. like, <laughs> you know, public violence. Yeah. Um, it was all happening. Definitely fitting into this uh, this idea of the struggle of the orders, which we've been talking about for, well, not literally decades, but decades in terms of our sources. <laughs> the patricians versus the plebeians who will emerge triumphant. It's uh, yeah, and one of the things that we have to keep in mind with this sort of material yeah. is that our historians, uh, Livy and Dionysius of Halicarnassus, at this point in time, are writing much later uh, than the history that they're narrating. Oh yeah, and part of the suspicion that many scholars have about this sort of historiographical writing is that both of these people know how this this is going to end. Yeah. So they're setting up the narrative for you in a very specific way for you to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of questions over what actually happened <laughs> versus the narrative Romans need to hear about themselves. Well, yeah, exactly. So the last time we were talking about this very particular guy, Valero, who seems to have been rather studly, if I say so myself. Former centurion. Yeah. Got to work out. Yeah, exactly. And he... Um, he had been chosen, I think we stopped where he had just been chosen to be um, tribune of the plebs. So basically the representative, well, I mean, one of the tribunes of the plebs, who were meant to represent the plebeian interests, um, some sort of safeguard against the rich, wealthy patricians. Yeah, so I mean, I think your source material and my source material sort of uh, cross over a little bit. I do up, a little bit, yeah. I'm up to the part where Valero is just about to get elected yes, as yes, Tribune. Yeah. And he's just been very angry because he's been officially demoted from Centurion <laughs> um, to regular foot soldier. Just average guy in the street. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> buddy, I know how to manage. <laughs> I've got skills. How dare you? How dare uh, you? And he's gotten quite angry about that. And his response to that is to then stand for the Tribune of the Plebs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. now a visible, angry, disaffected plebeian who's also been stripped uh, and insulted um, of his position. Hell yeah. Quite a brawl. Quite a brawl <laughs> ensued. Yeah. So this leads us to round about 472 BCE. So say you. So <laughs> say you. Circa. Circa. <laughs> Little flesh rabbits everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And we have some new consuls. Yes. Who are the consuls in your account? Uh, according to my source material, yeah. Lucius Pinarius Mercinus Rufus. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a that's a bit of a mouthful, that yeah. one. And Publius Furius Medulinus Fusus. I, I too have these people as, as uh, consuls for this year. Now, Pinarius, I don't think we've ever seen before. This is a patrician gens. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think this is their first, uh, you know, strut around the consul block. 
Um, whereas Furious is, I, I would imagine, from the, the <laughs> from our favorite from family. our favorite family, <laughs> the, the Furiae, because <laughs> they're always they're always so so Furious. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I have a note here, presumably related to Spurious Furious, exactly. <laughs> but we're not sure how. And, and, and it was it wasn't it Serious Furious? Because I kept getting excited yeah. when I saw the S. <laughs> there, were, there were some more Furiae in there as yeah. well. Yeah, so they're definitely uh, you know patrician through and through. <laughs> Yeah, so this means that uh, both of these consoles are the sort of people that you don't want to have to call out to across a dinner party because, yeah. whew, what a tongue twister. <laughs> so many names. Yeah. And so little time. <laughs> um, um, but this is a bad year. All yeah, up. Yeah, it is quite turbulent, yeah. It is a huge year, but a bad year. Um, what does Livy have to tell us well, about see, this? Well, in, see, in Livy's account, um, he has signaled already that the plebeians are interested in Valero becoming Tribune. Um, presumably because, you know, after he, you know, it's virtually stripped and starts a brawl, uh, <laughs> they're like, this is the kind of guy that we need on our side. Uncompromising, unflinching, and hot stuff. <laughs> so he's already kind of signaled. I've seen that boy without his shirt. <laughs> He's not kind of man. Um, so they're already interested in him as Tribune. So I'm kind of a little bit ahead of you. Is there anything um, crucial about the election of Valero in Dionysius? No. Okay, okay, cool, cool, nothing cool. crucial about yeah. the election. Okay, cool. But there does seem to be some really bad pestilence. Ooh, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Pe- <laughs> pestilence has reared its head. <laughs> that must mean that the gods are angry. <laughs> According to Dionysius, yes. So there's uh, awe and fear of the gods happening. Yep. Um, there are many prodigies at this time, mm-hmm. apparently. Okay. Mm, bad prodigies. Is this because um, Dionysius is trying to indicate that uh, we should be afeared that Valera was stepping in? It's no, no. And I'll hold off on my judgment okay. call of why this pestilence might be bad. Interesting. Um, okay. Because it plays into some other things, I think. Okay. Um. It is a pestilence which seems to primarily attack pregnant women. Okay. Mm. I feel like this is going to have something to do with Vesta because you give me this eye, which yes. <laughs> yes. the listeners can't see, but she's got that unmistakable virgin twinkle in I've her eye. I've got my glint on. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, it's disastrous. I'm sorry. I apologize in okay. advance. I'm excited because the Vestals enter the narrative. I'm also sad because they die almost straight away. I was going to say, does this have something to do with a vessel called Orbina or potentially Selina? Selenia? Uh, yes. Selenia? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. So I have her name as Orbinia. Yeah. Um, she's a bit hard to pin down. We don't have a lot of source material for no. her. No. Well, this is very early in the piece. It is. Yeah. And it seems that this pestilence is, is attacking pregnant women. Because the vestals have been not virginal? Because the vestals perhaps haven't been well behaved. Ooh, dear. Awkward times. So there's many public supplications made. Yeah. There's expiatory sacrifices made on behalf of the state right. and in private homes. Okay. So yep. on all levels, they're like, we've got to solve this pestilence. Well, I guess that would make sense because uh, for listeners who missed out on one of our very, very early forays into podcasting, <laughs> uh, Vesta is the go- like a goddess of the hearth. Um, so I guess it makes sense that you would do sacrifices in terms of like the state, as in like, you know, the state hearth, the, the vest, you know, 
where the Vestal Virgins hang out in the Temple of Vesta, but also potentially, I guess, around the home and like the home is that maybe why they do it? Yeah. So yeah. Especially, especially if it's attacking pregnant women, like it's well, yeah. yeah. And so when when it's initially discovered that it's attacking pregnant women, they're sort yeah. of like, okay, this is an issue. We need to do some sacrifices. It's not at all clear what the source of the problem with the gods is. Right. So Romans are reading these sorts of situations very particularly as a sign that their relationship is out of balance with the gods. Sure. But they don't know how Ah. just yet. So this is, they take some initial steps to try and determine what might solve this problem. turning over all the pillows, looking for the problem. They're looking under the couches and the sofas going, where is the problem? They're like, (laughs) you know, so they go into the homes of all the private citizens, look around their home being like, did I perform a ritual incorrectly? Yeah. I need to do something. So (laughs) every citizen has their... This is quite an investigation. (laughs) It is. So (laughs) private citizens, the onus is on them to go about performing the rituals um, correctly and doing some explicatory things within their own home. Yeah. In order to resolve the issue. Basically, it's the state message is, check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And the pontiffs are like, look, we'll do some sacrifices at our level, at a public level, to engage the big gods. Your government is doing something. (laughs) Rest assured, citizens. Keep calm and do the sacrifices. We are on the street checking all sacrifices <laughs> and making sure all rituals are conducted correctly. Until they have been performed correctly, we advise all citizens to stay within their homes. I repeat, to stay within your homes. There is now a curfew. <laughs> um, yeah, things like this are happening. Yeah, yeah, Everybody's yeah. quite concerned and women are still dropping dead. It seems to be... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just makes sense. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, everybody's trying their best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it yeah. seems like... A Specifically pregnant are... women, right? Yeah, yeah a yeah, few yeah. things are happening. So... Women who are pregnant seem to be afflicted most. Yeah. They're either giving birth to stillborn children, mm. uh, which is obviously that very I think would traumatic. be one of the worst things ever. Yeah. 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 Uh, and either the child dies and the mother survives or both die in that process of the stillbirth. So it's bad. Which is it's just bad all around. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> obviously horrifying. Yeah. Um, and it's only at that point that after all of this sort of stuff is taking place and a lot of rituals have been conducted to try and expiate this, yeah. that a I- information is given to the pontiffs by a slave that mm. one of Vessel Virgins um, has lost her virginity. Uh-oh, spaghetti-o. <laughs> yes. So this leads to some internal investigations. Um, in this period, well... In, Sorry, I was... <laughs> oh, well, that was awkward crazy, wasn't it? Sorry. <laughs> Could you please put your feet into the stirrups and say, ah. Oh. <laughs> oh. no. No, no, not that kind of internal no, no. investigation. No, 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 no. no. Um, although hypothetically, yes, because you have well, to yeah. check to see How if they're a virgin. How and... do you know if she really loves you? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not at all clear. Yeah. Um, so we know from... Uh, our own understanding of anatomy and physiology, it's very difficult to know just by looking at somebody whether they're a virgin or not. Yeah, it's almost as though you can't. You can't tell. <laughs> Guess what, everybody? You can't but, tell. But, I mean, let's face it as well. Like, internal examination is hardly going to be That's not going to reveal perfect. the answer. Yeah. Well, what are they looking for, for one thing? Well, I mean, I presume, obviously, that they might be looking for an intact hymen. But then again, as we know, that can just... 
you know, break. Uh, a normal hymen comes in many different kinds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, there would be an internal investigation of some kind. Yes. Um, unfortunately, her guilt is clearly established. Uh-oh. We're not sure quite how. Yeah. Um, and this means that she must be scourged with rods. Ooh. So there is a bit of a beating um, that takes place. Through a sheet because she's a virgin. <laughs> well, is she a virgin? Oh. Mm. Yeah, it's... Also- so can vessel virgins be beaten up if they're no longer a virgin? Wait, but but isn't that the whole point of the so whole? So they can be they can be beaten through a curtain. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. For yeah, yeah. Okay, for lesser yeah. crimes. Right. So, <laughs> but it's not at all clear to me if they're being found guilty um, mm. of losing their virginity whether the curtain is required anymore. Oh, um, interesting. Maybe it is because I think their body might still be considered. Sacrosanct well, on yeah. some level. I, mean, I was going to say, isn't that kind of the point? Like, that they're trying to make it good with the gods? So, like, beating up their representative is not necessarily the way to go about that? Possibly. Although this is very... I, I mean, I'm assuming that... We're talking high-level hypotheticals here, listeners. Well, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> obviously, again, because we are so deep in the early Republic, maybe some of the stuff that happens later isn't happening now. Yeah, yeah, we we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would there there'd be a case to be made, I think, for both having the curtain and not having the curtain, regardless <laughs> of virginal status. Either way, being beaten with rods doesn't sound not pleasant. pleasant. No, <laughs> no, not pleasant. And then are they she, stripped when this happens? Sorry, I'm confused. Um, no, she's okay. not. Okay, because um, she then has to also process through the city. Right, right. right. Um, so to... it's very it's very Game of Thrones, as we've discussed before. It is it's shame, <laughs> shame. <laughs> yes, but she is wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she is then um, escorted to the burial chamber Ugh. underground, and then yeah. it's shut um, and she's left to die and <sighs> apparently there were two men involved whoa um, well I suppose if you're going to go out you may as well go out with the gang <laughs> you know what <laughs> I want to try them all <laughs> um, so two men are found to be implicated in this case of the loss of virginity let me guess they are punished but to a lesser degree well no one, Ooh, of, one okay. of them kills himself oh well okay and yeah. the other one is scourged in the forum like a slave well yeah see I still think that's lesser than being scourged and then killed and then put to death ah crap <laughs> <laughs> alright fine fine okay. <laughs> so it seems likely that the scourging of the Vestal we're not sure if that's public or privately sure. done yeah yeah um, well technically isn't that meant to be something that the Pontifus Maximus does yes yeah. so so, who is the chief of all priests, etc. Yeah, yeah, so it's quite possible that the trial is done in-house by the college mm. and that the scourging of the vessel is also done in a I think this, in this, college space rather than public space. This is the first um, naughty vestal that we have come across in the Republican period, isn't it? Is it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. There you go, guys. Our first. <laughs> for her, as well as for us. Mm, yeah. Unfortunate times. Yeah. But this is going to be something... <laughs> a very early case, yeah. This is going to be something that pops up, unfortunately. Oh, I think we had Opia maybe earlier. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But was she killed? Mm, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, it this, didn't go This well. is definitely something that's going to crop up um, every now and then when... Um, when things aren't going well for the Romans and they don't seem to be able to find any other explanation, it usually ends up being a virgin that takes the fall. Mm. The virgin takes the fall. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I, I'll let you have that one. Yeah. Um, I've got nothing to add there. Yeah. Uh, I do think what I am curious about with this narrative sure. is that uh, it's really only Dionysius that focuses on it. 
Well, and, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. it crops up out of almost nowhere, yeah, as an interlude before we get back to, to what Valero. is happening with Valero. And it is strange because often, I mean, look, and this could be this is not my area of expertise, so I doff my theoretical cap to you. Um, but I've always associated this kind of punishment of a vessel and like you know, them looking around and going, what's going on? Everything's going so terribly. Must be a Vestal. With military issues, like defeats in a military like sense, and that they're kind of going, what are we doing wrong? We're the Romans. We can't lose. <laughs> and <laughs> Maybe we need to sacrifice this well, virgin. And then, they, then they're like, wait, that wait virgin's, that virgin's smirking. That <laughs> means that she's had sex. <laughs> Kill her. Um, it, it usually is something to do with that rather than a pestilence in, in my limited experience. Um, Pray tell, Doctor. I'd say it's probably about half and half. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, anytime that you've got some prodigies and omens and things are out of balance with the gods, mm. um, there starts to be a goodly chance that you're going to have an investigation into the Vestal College. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, on the plus side, according to this narrative, this. Uh, stops the pestilence. This stops the well, pestilence. Of course it does. <laughs> Once Obeni is out of the way, and the two men have been dealt alive, with. Yeah. <laughs> There's surprise, nothing like surprise, it. Surprise, surprise. The pestilence promptly ceases. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pregnant women rejoice. Oh. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, yeah, that's definitely nowhere in my account. So that is interesting. I, I did um, I did know it was coming just because I had uh, I had looked up Broughton and he had recorded that. But, yeah, nothing, nothing in my account, really. Um, Livy is very much focusing on what's happening with Valero. So Valero is obviously now... Tribune of the Plebs, or one of the Tribunes of the Plebs. Yeah, I know, everyone's very excited. They're like, take your shirt off again. (laughs) But, interestingly in my account, contrary to popular expectation, he does not go about pursuing the Plebeians' interests in a particularly inflammatory sort of way, which I find really interesting. So he's not one of those Tribunes who's all up in their face, and he doesn't insult like he doesn't go about his business by say insulting or attacking the consuls um he he actually according to Livy sort of putting all that personal stuff that he went through the previous year and whatever he might be feeling towards the patrician consuls this year aside and just focuses on the interests of the plebeians which of course is getting this freaking agrarian law passed <laughs> surprise exactly yeah um so he's he's really just trying to do that and do it in a way okay. that's fairly professional basically that makes him sound very noble and it's certainly right? not what i have in my okay account. please <laughs> elaborate tell me um, he's tribute of the plebs the crowd goes wild yep um and he immediately starts to get down to business, yeah. as it were, by proposing a new law for the election of the tribunes. Yes, actually, sorry, that is in my account uh-huh. as well. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but that, that he's also doing that in a very business-like way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, look, I mean, he seems to have, like, you know, he's building on his like, popularity yeah. um, to sort of push for something a little bit more drastic. Yes. And what he wants to do is... Have the tribunician elections taken away um, from the Comitia Curiata, yeah. um, the big Roman assembly yeah. um, of all of the clans, and given to the clans. I was going to say, say the, the clans. clans. Yeah, we are fancy. <laughs> well, that was an accident. <laughs> Let me tell you all about his plan. Um, so, and he wants to transfer the elections to the Comitia Tributa. 
Yeah, and this is obviously um, where, uh, like, this is where we're more familiar with the tribunes, you know, getting elected and having their business taken care of because that, this is becomes more significant later on. But partially, I think, as a result of this sort of moves, like these kinds of moves. And Livy makes a really interesting comment at this point in time in that he says, look, this seems like big deal, big whoop, so transfer it as long as they're getting elected somewhere. Who cares, right? Oh, but, but it's a big deal. This is the thing, yeah. Livy's like, look, whilst it seems like no big deal and just a, you know, a minor tweak to the system, he openly says this is actually a big deal because it means the patricians could no longer use their clients to manipulate the elections of the tribunes, mm-hmm. which is makes so much sense. And I'm glad that he's just coming right out and saying it because we have talked previously about tribunes that were, you know, pressured by the patricians or were obviously representing patrician interests, not plebeian no, interests. Obviously proxies. Pretty for the much, patricians. yeah. And that's yeah. why I think sometimes this struggle of the orders narrative does fall into the background because there are tribunes who aren't really doing much. In, in order, in, in terms of progressive, you know, legislation and that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're certainly yeah. not representing the will of the plebeian class. Yeah, and you've got to represent. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so they're doing they're doing a whole bunch of stuff, but yeah. they're not necessarily looking after the concerns of the people. No, um, and not in terms of like, yeah, getting legislation that's going to give them more power or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this change would effectively mean yeah. um, a number of things. Totally. Um, yeah. That they wouldn't have to have a religious sanction around the election which is something that is particular to the Comitia Curiata Um, it would just be a straight up election and it's done much quicker you don't need as many people so it streamlines the whole process it makes it much more about people through the red tape yeah Yeah. ooh well ooh Um, (laughs) I don't have anything to say about red tape I'm just excited about the colour and it means that it's far more likely that you're going to get progressive plebeian candidates yeah, exactly. put forward yeah. and then voted in. Yes. Which obviously the, the patricians, patricians are freaking out about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in Louis's account, the plebeians are of course very excited at this idea. And they're like, Valero, we knew. We knew. We saw your potential. Come here, you should wish we're gonna. Um and the patricians are absolutely busting a gut to try and make sure this doesn't happen. Yeah, so they end up coming to the forum in, like, massive numbers, yeah. trying to rile everybody up, yeah. having all kind of speeches, yeah, being like, yeah. this is terrible, think of the traditions. Well, I guess the interesting thing is, Livy actually says that the way things are running at this point in time, I mean, one of the powers that the tribunes allegedly have by this stage in the Republic is their, their power to veto, so the power to say, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and block any, you know, block any moves or anything like that. Um, and so he's saying, look, technically a tribune is the kind of person who could block this move, but for once, hey, 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 there's no tribune caving into patrician power. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems that at least three out of the four hypothetical tribunes, we don't know that there's actually four at this point in time, but Dionysius says that there's four. But they're holding firm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Three of the four are like, I'm with you, Valero. Let's do this thing. Let's get it passed. And so like this sort of uh, public argumentation about this issue takes place over a number of days. People keep rocking up to the forum. They keep arguing. Yeah. It's starting to get a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. And I mean, I think that the main thing is that this move is effectively delayed significantly by the patricians, you know, throwing every obstacle they can think of in the way of it because... 
Yeah, obviously this would be a disaster as far as they're concerned. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dr. D just did like a little plaintive face. <laughs> awesome for radio. <laughs> what, a, what a disaster. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether Livy goes down this path, but mm-hmm. Dionysius inserts another pestilence into the narrative at this point. I have got no pestilence happening. This I, is a big year I am, for pestilence. I am underserved with plague. <laughs> what? You haven't had two plagues this year already? I know. I feel very left out. It's you know? intense. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Libby basically just moves into the fact that the patricians managed to throw enough obstacles in the path of this change that it's not going to go through that year. Now, this is obviously a bit of a problem because Valero is their champion. He's the, wi- the guy who proposed it. He's the one that want to, what, you know, wants to see it through. Um, so the, they make sure that he is re-elected as Tribune the following year, and that's kind of where Livy heads... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So this is exciting times. Yeah. Tribune for the second time, uh, Valero. Hello, Valero. Hey. Yes, this is a consistency. Um, but for Dionysius, this only happens after the, the pestilence. pestilence has raged. <laughs> I feel like he is trying to tell us something. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's pathetic fallacy of some kind. I know here. there's been a virgin, blah 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 blah. But still, I feel like he pestilence a... round two. Well, yeah, I kind of feel like he's trying to say something about these events. Not just pregnant women and virgins. Well, I, yes. And certainly this pestilence seems to be different from the first one because okay. all people are affected this time. Ooh. And it's happening in all of Italy, not just in Rome. Plus they've already buried the virgin. So. The virgin has been buried. Yeah, yeah. And again, all of the supplications and expiatory sacrifices don't really make uh, any difference. Mm. And it's it just sort of fades away. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that tells you what happened with disease. Mm. <laughs> but you know, they it, come and they go. The yeah. pestilence sweeps through Rome yeah. and then disappears again, and everybody has gotten momentarily distracted from the politics. But now they're back. Okay. And they're like, "All right. Well, we're in for a real bumpy night." I can tell you that, Doctor G, because <laughs> not only do the tribunes, uh, sorry, not only does Valero get re-elected as tribune, but the patricians obviously realise, look, they've got Valero again. <gasps> We're really going we to have to do... We need to bring out the big Yeah, exactly. Guns. Yeah, we really have to bring out like our Iron Man, Superman, Justice League type team to, for the for console. Um, so they bring in one Appius Claudius. Yeah, my note in the margin is, uh! Yeah. Um, if Appius Claudius sounds familiar to you, it's because he is... But he's not the terrible one no. that you think of. No. It's his son. Yes, but but nonetheless. Nonetheless. It's pretty clear that they're both hated by the plebeians because they share a hatred <laughs> of plebeians. <laughs> so wow. it may as well be the father as far as I'm concerned because the sentiment is much the same. Yeah. So How, this yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. You um, go. I was gonna say, however, in my account, the his co consul, they they're not Appius Claudius seems to be the big gun in that they're like, if he's there, then all is well. Because they don't want to elect two guys who are going to go, you know, to the wall. They want to make sure that there's at least a a semblance of, you know, concession or something like that. So they elect um, alongside him Titus Quintius, in my account, who is not as hardline. How about you? Yeah, yeah. So... I have some interesting little details. Apparently, Appius Claudius 
son of Appius Claudius, yeah. <laughs> um, is sort of thrust into the consulship. Mm. Um, he doesn't really want to stand. Um, and the patricians vote him in in his so, absence. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> A patrician male from an arrogant family <laughs> who doesn't want to be consul? Yeah. Look- this is his, this, I mean, this is his first time, isn't it? He will be consul again, but this is his first time being consul himself, isn't it? Well, I, I mean, yeah. I, sure I mean, as yeah. far as I'm aware, this yeah, is yeah. his first consulship, wow. and he doesn't want it. Uh, I am flabbergasted. <laughs> you know, it's only the truly privileged who aren't political. <laughs> um, so Appius Claudius being uh, sized up as, like, the patrician to lead the way. Yeah. Um, it's like, guys, guys, I'm busy. Um, mm. And so he doesn't turn up for the election, and the patricians just vote him in anyway. Yeah, and they're like you know what, just put his name on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, definitely, I, I mean, he definitely, I think, is hated at this point in time by the Plebeians just by association, mm. <laughs> um, because his father is such a douche. <laughs> yeah, he has yeah. a reputation. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, family yeah. reputation precedes him. It's all about family, as far as the Romans are concerned, for sure. Yeah, particularly yeah, yeah. for patricians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this means that Appius Claudius. Uh, has this legacy that he's probably going to have to live up to. Well, yeah. And maybe maybe he's not in the mood. I don't know. <laughs> um, but Titus Quintius Capitolinus Barbatus oh, yeah. is his full name. This yeah. is his first consulship. But he's going to be quite the, the presence on the scene. Look, yeah. I'd say he'd be the kind of guy I wouldn't mind having dinner with. I agree, yeah. And he's, he's So mark that. Put a post-it on it. He's going to show up again, listeners. Titus <laughs> Quintius. <laughs> um, and they are two sort of opposing camps. Um, Appius's idea is to sort of um, punish the plebeians mm. for not being on board with anything. Um <laughs> I think they are. They're just on board with stuff that is for their own interest. <laughs> yeah, so he's decided that military exploits are definitely the way to control the plebeian population. Yeah. Um, so he's pro-war as a way of I population actually, control. I actually feel like yawning because that idea <laughs> is so tired. <laughs> well, he comes from a very important uh, family oh who loves this idea. <laughs> uh, I'm actually yawning. <laughs> Sorry. You know yeah. what we should do, guys? Go to war. Oh, okay. Uh, novel idea, buddy. <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay, Livy seems to be more concerned with talking a little bit about the tribunes themselves. Ooh, in, I know, yes. in my account. Um, so, obviously, we've got Valero. Doi. Um, and as his as his main, um, um, I don't know, like sidekick, I'm going to say. Sidekick Tribune. Um, we have this guy, it's in arms. yeah, named Latorius. Does he turn up in your? Oh yes, he does. Um, quite a lot later on from where I'm at. Okay, at the well, moment, but you... he definitely comes up. Okay, I'll let you continue on. Then. Oh no, no, please go. Okay, all right. Well, um, so Latorius is obviously fresh to the business at hand, whereas Valero has already got you know <laughs> a year or two up his sleeve, um, and he is therefore kind of. Very keen because because he's 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 featured King Jelly Bean because he is just new to fighting this fight, um, and unlike Valero who is still basically just saying look I'm a cool guy this is a cool law and not attacking the consuls Latorius comes out like fists are flying, <laughs> um, and he starts really severely a- attacking Appius and his family, um, you know talking about how basically they have a history of being douchebags. <laughs> Fair this, enough. This Appius <laughs> that you see before you is a douchebag. His father before him was an even greater douchebag. And so on and so forth. <laughs> but 
Because did you did you know that their family emerged <laughs> from the swamp of douche? Well, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So he's really going for it. Now, this is pretty common in Roman politics um, by Livy and Dionysius's. I mean, well, actually, I mean, you know, it's a tradition by Livy and Dionysius's stage. So this isn't really that alarming, but I guess it does form a bit of a contrast to the the tactic that Valero has been pursuing. Um, however, <laughs> typically, I think. Livy comments that this guy, his background is obviously not one of lofty politics. Slatorius is a rough soldier who's become a tribune. Uh, and therefore, he does not have the rhetorical fireworks needed <laughs> to make this kind of work. Um, so he basically has to sort of stop halfway through and just be like, uh, kind of lost my mojo. Uh, that's uh, that's yeah. all I got to say about that guy. <laughs> I have lost my mojo. <laughs> I've lost my mojo. I admit it. He basically says, he says, I cannot, I, I don't have the ability to speak off the cuff like these guys do. Um, however, I can do one thing and that is be really freaking tough. <laughs> so. <laughs> Who's with me for toughness? Yeah, yeah, exactly. In other words, I want you all to show up tomorrow and either I will get this passed or I will die trying. Ooh. Kaboom. <laughs> I, I feel like I have to pause there and see what you have to weigh in and say about this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, we get to the same point eventually. Okay. But All the right. path is a little different. Fair enough. Um, Dionysus spends a lot of time setting up the way that Appius Claudius is this aggressive, yep. vicious, yep. Um, horrifying patrician who um, basically gets up in front of the plebeians and tells them that they're worthless, they're ungrateful, they've never amounted to anything, which is why they're plebeians <laughs> in the first place. Um, uh, I think you'll find that that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, he knows how to charm a crowd. <laughs> Let's face it. And his father is weeping <laughs> into his toga going, I just couldn't be more proud. <laughs> I said everything I told him to. And more. I mean, like you teach them like when they can walk to hate anyone who's not born with the same privileges. But when you actually see them acting like a douchebag in public, it's just oh my god, it gets you right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's the family. Yeah, that's the family. That's the family. Yeah. Um, and Quintius, on the other hand, yes. is set up very particularly as the negotiator he does softly, more softly yeah, yeah, approach. And yeah. he's like, let's talk to the plebeians as if they are citizens. <laughs> uh, and Appius is Claudius is like, what a notion. It's almost as though they're fellow human beings deserving of some semblance of respect and attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, Crazy but talk. also, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. And, and in the sort of the backwards and forwards between these two consuls, because yes. they're clearly not aligned with each other. No. Uh, what the tribunes of the plebs do is get up and say, you know that law we were trying to pass last year? Yeah. We still want to pass it, yeah. but now we want to push it a little bit further. Ooh. And not only do we want to have the tribune of the plebs voted in via the Committee Tributa, we also want the Adals voted in via that one Whoa. as well. That's messing with the Cursus Honorum in a whole new way. <laughs> well, I don't even know if the Cursus Honorum really properly exists well, in probably, this period of time. Know, but... but I feel like, you know, it's sort of, it's upping the ante on a thing that the Romans and Dionysius understand is coming into play. Yeah. And, and I guess they've the got is, to explain how they ended up being voted in, in different ways. That's true. And I, and I guess the thing is as well, like just, you know, just as an FYI for audience members, um, regardless of whether the cursus and or this like order that you're supposed to progress in terms of the magistracies that you hold, um, 
Eight hours definitely. It's not like console, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's definitely like a, a junior-ish position. It's a very junior yeah. position. It's yeah. a it's an initial step. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh, it's maybe above Quaestor, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, but still, it's yeah. significant that they want to have a say. Yes. Yeah. And importantly, it sort of suggests to the patricians that the state as it currently functions is being completely undermined because if they agree to this, yes. it means that they don't have as much say in those lower level magistral well, positions. Well, yeah. Well, and, and the idea, I mean, again, whether this exists or not, but kind of the idea by Livian Dionysius' stage is that you hold these offices in a certain order so that you're getting more experience and, you know, you're working way up, the, you're literally working way up the ranks. <laughs> Um, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, for them to control the stepping stone potentially, or one of the stepping stones, let's say it's yes, yeah, massively significant. It's a real problem. Yeah. Um, so Quintius goes out and tries to persuade the plebeians that maybe this isn't the best law to pass. And, and there's Wait, the some... one or the, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, the, yeah. the tribunes of the plebs yeah. are still pushing for this same yeah, yeah, law yeah, yeah. now with this additional sort of amendment. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Quintius comes out and is like, look, this is going to be really challenging. This raises a lots of questions and the plebeians seem to be pretty receptive to that approach. <laughs> but then Appius Claudius decides to have a chat. Yeah. And he takes the floor. <laughs> He's sweeping aside everybody from the rostra. Up he gets. And he basically tells them that the plebeians are bitter and intolerable. Well, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're worse than slaves. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He goes to town. Um, he tells them that they've violated the public faith. They've deserted their generals. They're guilty of perjury of the gods. They subvert the laws. They're trying to overthrow the constitution of their fathers. They have no moderation. <sighs> they lack moderatio, what the Greeks would call sophrosyne, this like key idea of balance, which of course you can only have when you're lucky enough to have enough in your life to feel <laughs> like moderation might be a choice. Yeah. <laughs> and... Exactly. And they can't behave like good citizens, so they deserve nothing. Oh, my God. Ugh, I'm so sick of yeah. these entitled... <laughs> I was going to say white men, but, but let's face it, they're all the same race. <laughs> I'm so sick of these entitled patricians. My God. Like, Yeah, and yeah. he basically comes out with a much broader rhetoric... So Dionysius jumps into giving like a speech into the mouth of Appius Claudius of at this point. Of course he does. <laughs> um, but basically says stuff like, we have a set of traditions. Yeah. And your attempts to undermine that set of traditions mm. is actually going to kill the state. That's the problem here. That's interesting because, see, again, like you said, we're actually taking different journeys to get to, I think, the same point. Okay. Can I just get in there? Yeah, I'm going to get in there a little bit. Okay. So the next day. Everyone assembles, just like Laetorius had requested, okay? Ooh. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, the tribunes um, basically seize control of um, a temple, um, you know, in order to make their, their pitch, I suppose. And, of course, the patricians, um, the consuls, they are also in attendance in the crowd because they need to be there. They need to represent <laughs> to make sure that this law does not get passed. Now, Latorius obviously sees him there and is like, this is not good. This is not going to help my cause. So he says, look, anyone who, you know, anyone except the voters, get out. And in doing this, he's obviously trying to, well, in Livy's account, he's obviously trying to get rid of the younger patrician men who are not entitled to be there and vote. So he's trying to like slim the numbers a little bit. 
Okay. Um, and when this doesn't happen, he's like, look, I'm going to start arresting people, quite frankly, if you don't get the hell Ooh, out. This is none of your nice. business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is when Appius pipes up. And he's like, From Dude. the back, oi. Yeah. He basically says, I think you are mistaken. Uh, tribunes don't actually have that power, my friend. You only have power over plebeians. That's your area. You stick to that. Thank you very much. Even a consul technically shouldn't really be forcing people to leave. Like even that is falling out of the scope of my power. So he says, um, and Latorius, because he is, you know, sort of new to the position, he's not as, and also obviously again, playing on this idea that he was not so long ago, just a common soldier sort of thing. Um, he's a bit disconcerted by the way that Appius is coming at him. Uh, I presume the, retro- the rhetorical fireworks are just flying. <laughs> We're like, whoa, whoa, I've been blinded by some rhetoric. Yeah, so he's he's a bit taken aback by this, and this leads to a total showdown because he can't really respond in kind, so he just goes to a place of anger. Because <laughs> he is a moron. <laughs> This, this, this is the way I read it anyway. Poor uh, Yeah, but I mean, but impressively so, because he doesn't just retreat into his anger and be like, he sends one of his officers to go to Appius. Like, it, it's really, it's happening. Like, it seems like, um, and, and, and vice versa, it basically seems like there's going to be a massive brawl, much like we had in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, because the plebeians are trying to protect, you know, Latorius. Latorius is trying to enforce whatever it is he's trying to have done to make sure that this, you know, thing gets passed. Because he has vowed that this is going to happen or he's going to die. So he's... Got to live up to it. Well, yeah, yeah, basically. It's a big I, call, buddy. Yeah, exactly. He's basically trying to, you know, put his money where his mouth is. And, um, yeah... <laughs> It's... But the coins don't fit. <laughs> They're just so large and heavy at this point in time. I just don't know. <laughs> um, now, obviously, it would probably be a good idea to defuse the situation. Um, and, and Quintius realizes this if Appius, you know, leaves. <laughs> because he's obviously the thing that's kind of sparked this, um, along with Latorius. But he's, he's the main thing that's riling up the crowd. So Quintius is like, um, Appius, yeah, like... Maybe just this one time you could perhaps Go get home. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Appius, for all his flaws, is not a coward. And so he stays put. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, and so Quintius is, you know, Quintius is basically um, begging the tribunes, like, dismiss the assembly. Get everyone out of here. This is going to be bad. Can't you see? You know, this is violence waiting to happen. Like, it's already kind of happening. Guys, guys, I like talking. Yeah, and Quintius <laughs> is the one who gradually sort of works on, on people around him, okay? And he manages to sort of bring some sanity. He basically tra- manages to convince um, the plebeians that, look, having some time out will allow you to be less angry, but it won't take away the power that you have gained from today. I promise you that this show that you put on today is very impressive, and that the patricians will still have to answer to you. It's just that it would be better if you weren't so angry. Um, and, and he's also like basically getting Appius like taken away by force. He's just like, just get out of here. And so, <laughs> Quinti- Buddy, yeah, leave. Yeah, and so Quintius has basically worked everyone down. And that's kind of the point. That, wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> 
That's insane. I know. Yeah. Who'd have thought the smooth talker would win the day? Well, yeah, and like, and like the the other patricians are also like talking Appius down and being like, you know, like a little less anger from you, like just a tad. <laughs> Could you be slightly yeah. less arrogant? Yeah. I don't know. And so that's kind of the point um, that I get up to where. It is. It's basically. Livy describes it as being a mixture, um, you know, a mixture of things. But it gradually, the situation is calmed without like massive bloodshed. I mean, it seems almost to me like what Livy is saying is that if it weren't for everyone agreeing to be calmed down, this would have been a total battle. Like we're witnessing civil war being averted almost in my account. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Dionysius, it does turn into a public. Out essentially, I had no doubt. I mean, how, how could you miss such an opportunity for drama? I'm like Livy, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, people are about to brawl in the streets. And yeah. You're not going to let it happen, exactly. Yeah. Um, it is tough. I mean, it's tough. Don't get me wrong. It's a tough situation, but gradually, yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think things operate a little bit differently mm-hmm. um, in Dionysus's account. Um, Latorius certainly is stepping up in into a bigger role. Yeah, he delivers a speech. So, like, this yeah. is, like, you know, like, I, I don't saying, know, yeah, 10 yeah. minutes ago in, yeah, yeah. in our narrative. Yeah. Um, but he delivers this long speech where he basically rips Appius Claudius apart. Of course, being yeah. like, that logic doesn't work. Yeah. Like, you just overthrew the kings. Like, it wasn't that long ago. True. We yeah. don't have traditions. Nice. That's a good point. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's not where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're in a process of tradition formation. Yeah. Not having like agreed on anything We've, exactly like it's only nobody's 40, agreed only been 40 years since the end of the monarchy guys like let's keep this in perspective and he's like you can't tell me that the institution of the tribune of the plebs because one of the things that appius claudius says is basically the tribune of the plebs is born out of violence and it's an offense to the gods because of that and it can never be a proper oh, magistracy and it sake. needs to be eliminated and everything Rome does is born out of violence. <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. But he makes this, yeah. Appius makes this really big claim that, you know, the harmonious traditions of the Roman people, oh. uh, which is hilarious. Yeah, because like the Republic, don't you remember that the Republic was founded on a rape and, you know, I guess like suicide? Patricide. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, none of those yeah. details. Yeah. Um, so in Dionysus' account, Latorius is um a doing speaker, it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he is doing it and yeah. he's coming back with some really good logical like mm. just pointing out the flaws yeah um yeah i feel like Livy has uh, fallen prey to a bit of class bias in my account <laughs> yeah and he basically says that the tribunician power was awarded legally and appropriately yeah and the and the plebeians had to fight for it well yeah and that was just the nature of the thing in the same way that the patricians had to fight against the tyrannical powers of the kings. You gotta fight for your rights, guys. So these things are in parallel. They're not separate from each other. Yeah. They're not different. They're yep. part of the same deal. And you think your education would have taught you that, Mr. <laughs> Fancy Pants. Yeah, and then he descends into some family insults. Great. Uh, <laughs> classic, classic. Yeah. And he's like, all of these people here know, know where you came from and know what your family is like. And you're mischievous and you're harsh and you're an enemy of everything that is good. Yep. Um, (laughs) And he's like, and you're just being... back. You've been given reign for your inborn savagery and I'm sorry for you. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, look, I mean, that's that's where the translation is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then 
we get into some mad public violence because Ooh, yeah. then he orders Appius to leave the assembly. Mm, He's yeah, like, okay. you need yeah. to get out. Yeah, so this is pretty much where I was up to. Yeah. 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 And Appius is like, uh, I no. don't think so. Yeah. Lictors, form eight. Yeah. <laughs> Attack. <laughs> and he's like, surround me. Yeah. I, need, I need sticks. Lots of them. And the Lictors are like, Preferably oh, Preferably ones okay. that are really good for beating other people with. Yeah, yeah. Particularly that guy. Like, where are my bodyguards? Yeah. Um, and they surround him. Yeah. And he refuses to leave the forum. Yeah, I guess this is where um, And Latorius announces that the tribunes are ordering the consul to be led to prison. It's like, you don't have to leave the forum, but we're going to escort you to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Appius is like... Which from memory is near. Yeah. <laughs> and Appius is like, I don't think you can do that. Uh, in, yeah. the, in the meanwhile, the plebeians are like crowding around, being like, yeah, yeah. we're going to take you to jail. <laughs> That's where it's at now. And it's like... Lock this bitch up. They're like, yes. Yeah. That's the next step. Yeah. And... I can't believe how sidelined Valero is. I'm just going <laughs> to note that. Yeah. Valero gets completely sidelined in this. Yeah. Um, Latorius takes the moment. Yeah, and he totally does. he sees that the public skirmishing is not going well. Yeah. Um, the lictors are starting to beat up citizens. <laughs> um, plebeian citizens. And yeah, I very much is... picture this as being, like, when I was reading this, I was very much picturing them being literally on either side of like the crowd and madly trying to get to each other to do and what it is they want they to do. look at each other across yeah. the crowd <laughs> yeah. and that hate somehow turns oh, yeah. to love yeah um, <laughs> actually i thought you were gonna say lasers but okay <laughs> yeah so latori sees that it's not going well um citizens are being beaten up by lictors so he gets in there himself because he's like well i'm the tribune yeah, yeah, yeah. my body is has sacrosanct yeah, 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 yeah. about it. I can't be touched. This is what I was born. This is the role that I was yeah, born yeah. for. Appius doesn't care about that and yeah. beats him anyway. <laughs> what, personally? Yeah, it seems like it. Wow. Or gets his lictors to do it. Oh, yeah, okay. he gets like, they get all mixed up in the crush in the public brawling. Wow. And okay. Latorius comes away with some injuries. So he's clearly been in a brawl and his body has clearly been violated. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And this means that the anger that lingers from this moment perpetuates over the next few days as well. Because Latorius comes out and be like, the body of the tribune of the plebs, I've been trying to save you from violence. My body is sacrosanct. Yeah. You know, this is too much. Yeah. Look at this. This is what has happened. I've been trying to defend you. Interesting. Um, So, yeah, this this is massive. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, this was sort of like, I think at this point, our narratives start to converge. Yeah, a well, definitely. Again. I mean, I, obviously we've got to a point, um, even though our sources have made some very interesting points in the lead up to that, which obviously probably reflect their, uh, you know, their personal interests in the kind of point they're trying to make. Um, we do get to this essential point of, you know, a, a brawl, which is practically like, you know, a civil war in terms of, you know, patricians versus plebeians and the state being torn into. Uh, and obviously it's like, where to from here again? What are we going to, well, yeah, what's, what's going to happen? I mean, Dionysius but... rounds this up by saying that like, so Quintius does do the sort of ameliorating sort right. of moment. Yeah. And he says, look, let's send all of this to the Senate. Cause that's actually what Appius is kind of advocating yes, for. Yes, let's yes. see what they say. And the Senate's like, we're happy to have this law um, go to a vote. Right, yeah. and it gets passed. Yeah, well, that's... and that's that's the conclusion of this is that the Senate allows its passage. Yeah, and that's and kind of where I end up as well. The people yeah. vote on it, yeah. and it's agreed that the election of the Tribune of the Plebs will now shift from one type of assembly to another type of assembly yeah. outside of the control of the patricians to 
the greater extent that it was before. Yeah, and that, that's exactly that's kind of where it ends up with me as well. In that, um, uh, yeah, after after the cooling down, <laughs> uh, and the you know the people have been sent away, the consuls are like, right, let's meet in the Senate, and and it is a mixture of you know high emotions in terms of some patricians are obviously afraid about what they've just seen, uh, and that's inf- affecting their judgment. Some are freaking angry at <laughs> what they have just seen, and that's affecting their judgment. Um, but regardless, um, they are. That they do have time to sort of think about what has actually happened, um, and they do calm down. And, and and whilst they're coming down, they do thank Quintius for being kind of a voice of reason um, in the midst of all <laughs> all that craziness. Um, and and they 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 basically are coming down to it and saying, right, well, essentially, um, we are talking about um, we are talking about people feeling disenfranchised. Um, that, and and I, th- I think it's so interesting that Livy sort of brings it back to this because they do they do say, look, Appius, you know, you are a consul and you do need to be happy with the respect um, and the position that you hold. This ongoing battle between tribunes and consuls for power and domination is causing, you know, is affecting the well-being of our state as a whole. And that's what we have to focus on right now, which I'm like, finally, <laughs> finally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just have to read this one sentence out because I just I thought it was really really interesting. He says um, he says that in this meeting, it is said that the object of the dispute is not the safety of the Commonwealth, but who should have the disposal of it, mangled and torn as it is. So like it has been, you know, at, like Rome is suffering. It's in this really bad place, and what you're essentially asking it's a it's a pissing contest between the tribu- the tribunes and the consuls about who's gonna you know feel like they have control, who's going to have, you know... Yeah, and this is yeah. coming on the back of, like, years and years of this agrarian crisis yeah. and and an absence of grain and pestilence, according to Dionysus well, as yeah, well. It's, yeah. like, it's like the state has gone through a whole bunch of really horrifying experiences. Yeah. I mean, the population must be oh, totally. significantly smaller at totally. this point than it was even just a couple of years ago. For sure. And... Yeah the patricians are still bickering about this kind of stuff. Well, yeah, and it's like, yeah, exactly. you guys need to move on. Yeah, and what Appius eventually says in um, in my account is that um, he basically says, look, um, you know, in front of gods and men, I, I think that this is a massive mistake. I think this is a huge betrayal of Rome. Um, I think that you're just giving in out of cowardice, which is not what you should be doing. He, and he actually says that this is worse than the first secession of the plebeians. Wow. He's like this, which in case you haven't listened to that episode of ours. Um, so this is like way back at the beginning of this sort of crisis. That's um, the start of the crisis. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> that was dec- a while ago. Yeah, now. <laughs> a long time ago. But where the plebeians essentially seem to have been like, you know what, if we're not going to have a say, then we're just going to pack up shop and go and set ourselves up somewhere else. And they have to be coaxed back to to Rome by um by the patricians. Um so for him to say that is pretty significant even though as you say the law does get passed which is like it's it's what we've been promising you for a long time <laughs> that eventually the plebeians will start to have some impact you know yeah, and, and get yeah. some concessions by yeah. sheer persistence. They've been pushing for so long yeah. and we're finally starting to see a little crack of a breakthrough. Pretty it's much, It's taken yeah. us a long time, yeah. but we're getting there. We are getting there. So that's probably a good point for us to wrap up because it's kind of a nice, it's actually kind of a happy note in a sense, even though Appius is such a downer. <laughs> He's wow. a party pooper. What a character. <laughs> but yeah. yes, uh, we, we've reached a point of uh, a narrative conclusion of I think sorts for yeah. this moment. Yeah. So. All right, that would mean, Dr. G, that it is time for... The partial pick. 
Ah, thank you, my pitch. Settle, settle, my friend. The partial pick. Yeah. Ooh. So, where we give a ranking out of a hypothetical 50 gold eagles. Yeah, and Rome has not been faring well, let's and, be honest. Look, look it has no. not. Um, okay, so, so what's our p- first category? Dr. Our G? first category out of 10 military clout. Military clout. Well, nothing's really happening on the military front, so that would That'd be a be zero. That'd be a fat me. zero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> diplomacy. Again, nothing really happening externally. Well, no, but uh, can we talk about diplomacy in terms of internal? Ah, uh, yeah. See, this is the thing. We've always sort of said it's got to be like foreign diplomacy. Mm. Um, well, but, yeah. that's another zero then. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Like, there is a lot of negotiations going on. So what the hell? Did they negotiate with the pestilence? Yeah. <laughs> with the pestilence. <laughs> <laughs> that came from outside. No. Uh, no, no, that's fair enough. Let's talk about it in internal uh, matters between the patricians and the plebeians. Um, because there is some negotiation going on here. There does seem to be, yeah. yes. So for Appius Claudius, it's definitely a big fat zero. Yeah, look, he fails in diplomacy. But for Titus Quintius. On the oh, end, look, he's yeah. lovely. Doesn't he seem like a nice guy? And to be fair, even though he's very in the background, I feel like Valero also deserves some credit. Valero gets this started. Well, yeah, and he's, I mean, presumably there... And, you know, supporting it and pushing and that kind of stuff. Standing next to Latorius being like, what up? Yeah. <laughs> I've already taken my shirt twice for this cause, so passing the baton. You know I'm in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I kind of feel like Valero deserves a bit of a shout out. And, uh, and Latorius, in your account, I actually think, you know. He's actually quite sophisticated. Well, yeah. I had no idea he came from a uh, soldiering background with that kind of. Uh... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm. Um, so, okay. What are we reckon like a six? Okay, that's very generous. I was, yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I feel like, it. I mean, essentially... I mean, they do pass something. That's... Well, and also, essentially, what would have been a really nasty brawl again um, is it is negotiated down to a mm. meeting where the Senate meet, discuss things calmly, try to take a motion out of it, and pass a concession. Yeah. So I kind of... All right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Better than just a bare minimum pass. Well, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay. Expansion. That would also be a zero, Dr. G. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're to us. Now, here we've got something to deal with. Yeah. Look, I'd say that Appius Claudius is displaying lots of weird to us, but yes. like of the Patrici- kind that Patrician. I don't really like. Well, yeah, but nonetheless, <laughs> I mean, let's face it, the patricians obviously respect him and the, yes. you know, where he's He's been chosen from. for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he definitely is. Again, Titus Quintus, Latorius, Valero, like, I feel like they're all doing their manly thing. They're all showing a lot of bravery. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of courage going on. Maybe a seven. You know, I was even going to say an eight. Ooh, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why Anything not? that, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of zeros going on. The score's <laughs> going to be low. Right? Uh, and finally, finally yeah. the citizen score. Ooh, now, I think this has got to be a good one. Even though there's a, there's some bad stuff happening, there's lots of citizens fighting in the streets <laughs> oh, yeah. for their rights. Yeah, but but they get something. Like, they get their rights. Yeah, Woo-hoo. yeah. Um, so I feel like this. I mean, this I know is it's not a step great. forward. One step forward <laughs> for plebeians. I know they copper once again. Uh, you're useless. You're worthless. Kind of thing. But I still feel like. But it, they uh, they sort of come out on top after that. Yeah, exactly. And and they did avoid getting beaten harshly by the lictors. <laughs> You know, for the most part. I and mean, the a couple. The pestilence goes away. So. Oh, look, yeah. I mean, after you suffer the pestilence. Well, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> Everything's coming up roses. <laughs> yeah, look, maybe a four. 
I mean, I don't think. I mean, I feel like yeah. things could be better for them. That's true. That's true. And some of them Let's do it, get beaten up. They are still going. They through do a get bad insulted. Time. Yeah, yeah. But um, still, I think we're, we're we're doing better than last time. I'm pretty sure because Dr. G, our total is eighteen golden eagles for the woo! Romans. Oh yeah, Goodness it's me. getting higher and higher. <laughs> <laughs> We could really only go up. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you once again for joining me to discuss uh, Rome and its journey to become a massive <laughs> empire that it will become. Becoming yeah. huge. Yeah. It's been a pleasure as always. Your yeah. expertise is always valued. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're too kind. <laughs> See you next time, guys. Farewell. Farewell. <laughs>